This podcast is sponsored by our good friends who have become patrons via the Patreon crowdfunding site. If you'd like to join them, helping us produce more podcasts, films and other shows, please go to patreon.com slash theprehistoryguys to find out more. And welcome to the Prehistory Guys podcast. I'm Michael Bott. And I'm Rupert Soskin. And wow, welcome to this Prehistory Guys podcast will be interesting, not that they aren't all interesting, from the point of view that something that on the surface seemed simple is will take us all over the place from pronunciation of Gaelic words to... No, that's all, that's all over to you. <laughs> <laughs> to finding out where, what happened when on, uh, on, on Lewis with the, the investigation we're following up to wherever. Anyway, it'll be all over the place. Yeah. It might even take us to Wisconsin. But you'll find out more about that later. So, Rupert, yeah. Yeah, what kicked us off into choosing this particular subject? Well, it's it's one of those really curious things that it was a wonderful uh, headline. It came out in December of 2019, I think it was, that there was that wonderful uh, flurry of journal articles saying that lightning strike inspired the building of Callanish yeah. on Lewis in the Outer Hebrides. <clears throat> And uh, it's a bit like, uh, well, <laughs> it's not the same, but it made me think of sailors built Stonehenge. It's like, well, really, was it a lightning strike that made them build it? Well, and absolutely. you start looking into everything and maybe. Well, absolutely. It has been our experience that uh, investigating these uh, spurious headlines has actually been quite a rich seam of... Uh, material yes. for us. So in that vein, we started <laughs> uh, looking about. So, yes, the hypothesis, what we will have taken away, or if you've seen any of the headlines, the uh, hypothesis you will have taken away is that once upon a time, a lightning strike at Kalanish on the island of Lewis would have inspired the building of the monuments we see to get today. So... Yes. It's not quite like that, is it? No, no, it really, really isn't. I mean, okay, in fairness, you could say, well, it could have been. <laughs> yes. But but that's as far as you can go. The likelihood is, I mean, I was thinking of all sorts of, of possible scenarios uh, for this, you know, trying to conjure up, you know, what might have happened. And, and, and one of the things that really struck me, bearing in mind that the actual magnetometry surveys they they did show that there was at least one significant strike possibly a number of strikes in the same place over a um, a longer yeah. period of time yeah that in itself is interesting isn't it you know that why would uh, why would there be multiple strikes in the same Place. Before we get into that detail, though, I mean the mm. the fact is that the um, the newspaper headlines, the <clears throat> mainstream media uh, articles, um, they're all based on this one paper that was published in uh, December of two thousand and nineteen, uh, yes. which was undertaken under the auspice of what's called the Kalanish Virtual Reconstruction Project. Uh, which mm. is a project out of the University of St Andrews, 
in conjunction with the University of Bradford. Um, and the main drivers, uh, I think the lead author of the paper was uh, C. Richard Bates. Uh, he's of St Andrews University. Um, Martin Bates um, from uh, um, University of Wales, Trinity St David. Where's that? Well, apart from St David. Yeah. Um, yes, I don't know where That's that Pembrokeshire, is. isn't it? I think you're right. Uh, Dr. Christopher Gaffney, head of school of head, head of school of archaeological and forensic sciences, and Vincent Gaffney, and they are brothers mm-hmm. um, of the School of Archaeological and Forensic Sciences, University of Bradford. So, and the thing uh, is, point number one: we don't know when this uh, survey was undertaken. No, we don't. We missed out Timothy Raub. Raub Raw. Oh, I beg his pardon. I beg yeah. his pardon. I'm not sure where he's from. Okay. Actually. But um, but no, that's the curious thing, isn't it? That we can't find any date for the actual... Yeah. Uh, well, for the most recent research. There. So we'll have uh, to assume, for argument's sake, that it was undertaken quite recently um, and that the paper was published hard upon the tales of the uh, the data being in, as it were. Um, yes, although, I mean, I think that's, that's probably fair, but it should also be stated that a lot of this paper has, uh, has referenced some old research uh, and excavations going back to the 1970s and 80s. Mm. <clears throat> and, uh, and because we can't find any other dates whatsoever... It does make you wonder quite how much of this has just been a re-evaluation of the old data. Oh, I, I don't think so, I mean, because the purpose, the, well, the, because the, it was funded uh, directly for the purposes of evaluating the effectiveness of the kinds of techniques that they were using. So they, I wouldn't, I don't think they'd have got funding for you know regurgitating the, old um, stuff. They had to take the actual machinery out into the field and uh, uh, and do the stuff. And that is a very good point, which makes it even more curious as to why there is no dating for any of that that we can find. I'm sure somebody can illuminate us on this. I hope they can, because not it's that, not yeah. it's it's not like we haven't looked. No, exactly. Not that it's hugely <laughs> important. We don't want to get too uh, uh, hung up on it. But uh, it's interesting that out of this particular bit of research that this information comes up or, or this these kind of headlines come up because I think the purposes of the original survey were actually quite dry. The purposes were to evaluate the effectiveness of the techniques they were going to employ more than... Uh, more than doing an investigation of Kalanish uh, or you know or one of, or one of the uh, sites around Kalanish, they only chose the site they did because they thought it was a good example to test the 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 usefulness of the magnetometry in getting down through the peat to look at what's below, with a view to using that technique on other sites elsewhere. So it wasn't an investigation of the Kalanish sites per se, because a large mm. part of the investigation was also um, bathymetry um, out in the locks 
and the yes. inlets uh, to find out how sonar surveys could reveal um, <laughs> uh, information, uh, not necessarily, you know, hist- prehistoric information, but uh, geological information and uh, information about uh, landslips and land movements uh, in the past. Yes. Uh, they were actually good enough as well to give a list of all the machinery, machinery, I'm sure that's the wrong word, all the equipment that they used uh, during the uh, Geophys survey. Yeah, some sexy sounding and, stuff, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there really is. You know, if, if uh, you know, any of the uh, the nerds amongst us... Uh, <laughs> You know, let's not go there. Let's not. No, 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 I know. But it's just when when you when you read about the GF instruments, blah blah blah, mini explorer, you think, oh, (laughs) yes, they certainly did the number. I just still, I just do not understand why they haven't put any dates for this survey work. It's very strange. So anyway, I Um, think that's enough sort of background. As far as the site itself is concerned, I didn't know this quite so much, actually. I mean, we know Kalanish pretty well, but mm. we but we just know the main site, and that's you know what most people know about. If, if not having from having visited, then at least having seen pictures. You know, it's the most yeah. beautiful, photogenic site. Well, it must be one of the most photogenic megalithic sites anywhere. Didn't I say it at the time? It truly is a thing of wonder. Yes. Uh, it, it's it's just breathtaking. Everything about it is breathtaking. Uh, I do remember, uh, and it just shows how unaware we were, we were about certain peripherals, but I do remember at the time we were looking in the landscape nearby for two other sites that we knew were there. Okay. And and we couldn't see them. Your memory's serving you better than mine is is mm. to carry on. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we, uh, that was it. We knew they were there because they were marked on the map, but yeah. we couldn't see them at all. I think we did see something that was entirely unimpressive that yeah. was reasonably close by. We we didn't go in uh, up to the site or try to find the site in question that we're going to be talking about here. Didn't no, we? no, because no, that's we in didn't. the opposite direction. No. Mm. All right. It's actually you saying that. It's uh, prompted another thought that the implication from all the journal articles is that this happened at the Kalanish yes. uh, Circle. Yes. And that's just entirely wrong. Yeah, not every, not everyone. If you read the text, not every single one, but I would mm. say at least fifty percent. You come away the, with the impression that the main calony site that we all know from the beautiful pictures was inspired by a lightning strike in the ground mm. in the middle of the circle. There, that mm. is incorrect, indeed, uh, because it is one of uh, the. 15 sites that are, in fact, is it, is it more than 15 that are known to exist uh, around the, the main Kalanish site itself? Yeah. It's it's a very complex site collection of, most of them under the peat, 
there's just virtually nothing to see on the landscape for most of them, isn't there? Well, that's right. I mean, that's the point. Kalanish itself, we wouldn't know too much about unless, you know, the uh, the excavations had been done in the peat because it was largely covered up. And the same yeah. uh, pertains for uh, the other standing stones and sewn circles in the, in the environment that there are millennia of uh, deposits of, of peat uh, built up that's covering the, the base rock uh, in the landscape. Yes. Yes, interesting that uh, if you read the uh, the geo archaeology, that the site itself they reckon post glacial was it was all forested. Yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah. No, I find that that's quite oh, interesting. Fantastic. When you, fantastic. Uh, yeah, um, and the the peat had already started to uh, you know cover the landscape and take it over by near just under six thousand years ago. So, you know, what was the landscape that they were building the sites? You know, what form did it take? Clearly the forest uh, was already being cleared if it wasn't clear because the peat had already started taking over. I think there may be a clue in the fact that um, the site that we're going to be talking about, the site that revealed this lightning strike, that site does have a view to all the other sites in the Kalanish complex in the Tosican mm. complex, yeah. So that suggests maybe that the, the the land was open at the time that the building took place. Yes. Yeah. You just said uh, Tosican complex. Yes. I think you probably ought, you ought to explain that. Tosican. It's well, it, I had not heard it before. Again, it's, no, uh, I, it, I hadn't. The Gaelic we, word. We had to go and look it up. Yeah, for, uh, <laughs> which is uh, used as a substitute for the for the Kalanish site. Tosican. It's uh, mm. uh, it, what does it mean? Large stones. It means standing stones. Stand, standing stones or big stones. Uh, well, okay, yeah. I, I got the meaning of standing stones. You've got large oh, well, stones. I think, I think uh, it just shows that it's an interpretation. Tursa, I think, is is stones, is, is big stones. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Khan is the plural. That's what yeah. I've taken away. So that's there we go. That's one of the little digressions that you know, aren't you so glad you tuned in, listeners, to this edition of the Prehistory Guys? <laughs> Keep listening. There's more to come. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, you or not. Lucky. <laughs> so anyway, the Kalanish Virtual Reconstruction Project chose this uh, particular site, and I'm going to leap straight in here. And this is where it is all. The, this is where the wheels are going to come off. I was very good with Tushikan <laughs> there, but this is where the wheels are going to come off. Arich Nabien Beg, or it could be Arich Nabien Veg. Depending That's on it, which, I'm leaving this to you. Exactly. <laughs> which, shall we refer to it in, in, uh, as we go on as Kalanish Site 11? That would be, I think that's probably wise. Which is, I think, the easier way of, uh, of, of talking about the site. <laughs> but the interesting thing is that the, um, the, the Kalanish Virtual Reconstruction Project uh, chose this site because there was a single standing stone there, but... Mm. Um, it was said that that was the one remaining stone of a pre-existing circle, which Mm. either has been destroyed, taken away, fallen down, but the evidence for it being a circle would be under the peat, so this is the perfect site to check out whether the stuff works, whether the magnetometry works for, for surveying rock underneath peat, basically. And if you can mm. get meaningful 
results about um, uh, Neolithic and megalithic sites. And they did. And they did. I mean, if they'd only found the 13 other pits, which they seem to have done, which suggests, yes, there was a pre-existing circle there. But actually, if you look at the pictures, it looks a bit more complex to me. It doesn't look like a plain old circle. It looks more something like a, a sort of, um, uh, sort of um, progenitor of Kalanish itself because there are sort of uh, interesting outliers amongst the 13 stones that make it yes, look more like it, a complex rather than a, just a plain old circle. Yes, it does make you wonder. I mean, for those of you that uh, that aren't familiar with uh, with the layout of Kalanish, that it's actually mm. alignments, and I mean, there's a main avenue that goes to a, a circle, and there are various alignments throughout the site that, that give you different um, angles. I mean, it's it's supposed to be all astronomically relevant to things that we're still only figuring out today. Uh, but this, uh, the reconstruction, the virtual reconstruction, does seem to show that there are other alignments and and rows as part of this uh, this circle, don't there? It's certainly, as you say, it's not at all a simple structure, mm-hmm. which does make you wonder what they were figuring out. Yeah. Oh, and just something I didn't mention before, and that is this site, uh, site eleven is 2 point what kilometres north of um, the main it's site? 2.5, isn't it? 2.5, OK. Two, I think it's 2.5. Yeah. But what caused all the furore is not the uh, confirmation uh, of uh, more of a complex of stones uh, surrounding this single stone, but of the, um, the anomaly at the centre of this circle the sort of mm. star-shaped splodge that um, came out uh, from the uh, from the data. Mm. Uh, and the interpretation of that kind of star-shaped splodge seems to be um, that it's indicative of a lightning strike. Yes. Yes, it's... Uh... <laughs> You see, it makes me wonder if they have actually excavated this because um, it, it's a, it has always been a fantasy of mine to, uh, to do. We to want to go there? Lightning. Are you sure you want to go there? <laughs> to see lightning hit the ground, so that you can actually go and dig it up and hope that you get a fullerite. Uh, a fullerite is where the lightning, the heat, has fused the uh, the substrate into. Whatever. Sometimes, if it's uh, particularly if it's uh, a sort of sandy soil, then you can get all sorts of glassy, oh, right. okay, things buried in the ground from yeah, the lightning yeah. strike. And so it, I looked at this, and that was the first thing that crossed my mind was, oh, I wonder if anybody's dug that up. <laughs> um, you know, the implication, you know, the people saying that oh, the lightning strike inspired the building of the site. Mm-hmm. If somebody did back then, if uh, you know, five thousand years ago, what was the date of, of the, the? Well, they reckon from the, from from the 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 peat, it must be at least three thousand BC, something like that. Or am I talking yeah, about so, the building of Kalanish itself? Which is but I think it's it's there or thereabouts. Isn't yeah. it? So, but so for the sake of argument, five, you know, five thousand years oldish. So, if if somebody had seen lightning hit the ground at a given spot. Then you you can imagine somebody thinking that that was the gods showing you build it here, build it, and they will come. <laughs> yes, um, 
uh, but uh, know, that's but not it, where Kalanish is built. That is not, you know, this is no, away. but it's another circle. It's another circle, and then again, that begs the question. The whole point of this is that you know that mm -hmm. that is the exciting thing that somebody built something because that's where lightning struck, and yet. There are 15, 16 other sites in the immediate vicinity. What yes. inspired the building of those then? Exactly. I, I personally yeah. think it's a nonsense. The, the thing I think is more likely, yeah. although considerably less romantic, yes. is just imagine that... So you had woodland, probably not dense woodland. It was just, you know... And then one day... A tree got struck by lightning. Yes. And so for years, people would say, because, you know, if you're meeting people across kilometres of landscape, and you say, I'll meet you by the dead tree, or I'll meet you by the burnt tree. Oh. Uh, and and so that becomes a meeting place just because it's the standout tree in, uh, in the whole uh, region. So I'll meet you there. And then because that becomes over time a meeting place that everybody knows that's why they put the circle there do you know there you go there's the story mr soskin i think, I think that, that's the one i think that's a, that's a good one i mean you know we like the idea don't get us wrong we like the idea of uh, <laughs> of a lightning strike inspiring the building of uh, uh, of a megalithic uh, major megalithic site but um to us, it's a bit of a stretch. Uh, mm. I think. I mean, the other reason it's a it's a big, bit of a stretch is that um, you have to have seen it happen, and yes. it's not all that likely that you know you're most likely to have seen it happen. How many people are likely to have seen it happen and agreed at the same time that that was the spot that that occurred? Yeah. And, uh, and you've got all the other variables, like did this lightning strike occur at night? Was it likely it, that you'd be able to locate where the lightning had struck? Do you know what I mean? In the there pouring all, rain. In where... the pouring rain. <laughs> and who would have been out anyway? <laughs> exactly. So you've you've got to take yeah. these sort of actual human realities into into consideration yeah. at the same time. It's a um, nice idea, and it may be true. Mm. But it just strikes it, me I think as if it was already peaty, yeah, then uh, I must admit, you know, this is this is well outside my knowledge. But peat, it is, a, you know, you can burn peat. You know, we use it to make fires. So a lightning strike on peat, you would think, would have been quite clear to see after yeah, the event. Okay. I would imagine. Okay. Um, maybe it was still smouldering, and and you know people found smouldering spot and thought, uh, yeah, yeah, there was something romantic about that. I don't know. Fair enough. Uh, I I still can't get over the idea. Well, why is the major site of Kalanish a mile and a half south of there? Well, again, do yeah. you not think we if, if we factor in because it, it, it's another instance of us compressing history into manageable boxes, mm. that if these sites were built or constructed, I mean, even if it was a century apart, yeah. which would seem reasonable if there's 15 of them all within spitting distance of each other, yeah. Yeah. 
that if they were a century apart, then the fact that they put one up where lightning may have been the instigator, mm. yeah. you know, that yeah. could have, whilst it wouldn't have been necessarily forgotten, mm-hmm. it, um, you know, what, well, well, then we get into what were the circles for anyway yeah. Yeah. when there's so many of them close together. You can't say it's another temple when there's 15 of them all within a stone's throw. But interestingly, without, you know, before we chuck out the thing entirely, um, there are other sites in the world uh, which have been associated with the lightning strike, prehistoric sites that have been associated with the lightning strikes. What have you conjured up there? No, I'm thinking about the uh, the ones that, uh, uh, in Wisconsin um, to do with the mounds oh, there. Oh, yes. yes, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which uh, no, I didn't conjure it up. I mean, they did mention it to be all, to be fair in, in the original uh, um, paper. Bates, Bates, Gaffney, and Gaffney. Oh, chaff. Bates, 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 Bates Gaffney, 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 and Gaffney. Gaffney uh, yes. So, but, so you've you've got one in in Wisconsin because I've got one in uh, in Dakota. Oh, oh, maybe, uh, which one is bu- Buffalo Slough or Slough or Slough? Buffalo Slough or Slough or whatever is uh, that's in Dakota. Oh, really? Oh, there must be more than one buffalo slough, slough, slough. Slough, slough, slough. If, yes, if you're wondering why we're saying slough, 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 it's because it's American. We'd pronounce it slough. Slough is the what a snake does with uh, getting rid of its skin, and I think uh, the Amer- Americans also pronounce it slough. Don't know. Buffalo slough. Yeah. Sounds more like a place, proper place name than... Buffalo slough, doesn't it? <laughs> Buffalo slough <laughs> sounds more. <laughs> anyway, we digress slightly, as I promised we would do. But, <laughs> but um, there are have been investigations inconclusive that associate um, lightning strikes with uh, some of the mounds, um, mm. the American mounds there. Shall we get to bring it back uh, home now? Because... <laughs> There's obviously much, much more we need to investigate. And here's the interesting thing, of course, this whole complex being on the Isle of Lewis up there Mm. in the Hebrides, there's not that much real investigation gone on. If you compare, of course, places like Avery and, uh, and Stonehenge, considering that it is such an important site. I suppose it's the remoteness and locality and the costs uh, involved in that which uh, mean it haven't, hasn't been quite as well investigated as you might yeah. think it has been. To be honest, to be fair, I think some of the most interesting investigations have been take, um, were done by Margaret Curtis or Margaret Ponting as she was and uh, as mm. Gerald Ponting. Um, but uh, she, she actually lives there, so <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's uh, sort of in her blood, as it were. But we, but it's stuff that we would love to find out, and we haven't really done that much investigation of Kalanish its site uh, itself. Um, you know, apart from the stuff we've looked at for this, and I think we'd love to go up, go back up there and uh, and do something proper you know try and really pull it together because I don't many I don't think many people have pulled it together and synthesized it 
no. in a way that's uh, digestible, in the way that you know we perhaps could if we made a film one day. <laughs> we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really should actually, yeah. because uh, it's it is just well for me anyway. I think it's the most extraordinary sight in the whole of the British Isles. I can't think of anything that really compares. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, they were talking, when I say they, uh, I think I'm talking about the Pontings really, but they were talking about figuring out the the alignment throughout yeah. the Cavendish main, uh, main site. Um, when you look at the way the angles have been cut into various stones so that you can you can put yourself in a position relative to the rest of the site and you can see through... So you you look past this cut towards another cut in a stone that's the other side. So you're actually you're mm-hmm. creating uh, a hole, if you like. You're you're making a sighting line through f- through two separate stones, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and they were trying to figure out what all these things aligned with, mm-hmm. astronomically speaking. You certainly can't avoid the fact that this was all done very carefully and mm. very deliberately. Mm. What it was actually done for is bordering on impossible Which to say. Which kind of begs the question, when you have got so many sites in such a small space, you think, well, was there a you know an in- all-encompassing purpose to them, rather than mm. them individually being gathering points or, or what have you, given mm. that... Um, the purpose of Kalanishi's, the main site, is so strong. Uh, was there sort of something going on in the peripheries as well, as well that meant that um, the individual sites around have some kind of significance that, that's related to, to that? I mean, it is an o- I mean, go there now, and it is a very, very open landscape, you know, with views across the lochs to the sea, you know, out to to uh, Loch Rogue and beyond, and and to the sea. Um, so, yeah, it's ideal for you know, observing the skies or what's happening in in the skies, and also the fact that the revelation of the mag the, the magnetometry revelation of the where the other stones may have been, it turns out to be slightly more complex. And as I was saying earlier than merely a uh, a stone circle. It seems to have been a bit more complex than that. Maybe it was mm. just a jumble, who knows. But if there were subtleties well, in uh, Kalanish itself, maybe there were subtleties in this little circle. Who knows? Will we yet be, ever be able to it, find out? Yeah. But it's it's also worth pointing out that latitude-wise, it's, it's only a little bit north of Aberdeenshire. So the fact that, because uh, at Kalanish itself, we know that the, the the main function of it, as far as we can tell, is the lunar mm. uh, cycle. So you actually get the moon skirting the uh, the hillsides uh, at at the peak of its eighteen point six year cycle. So the the fact that there could have been any number of sites that were for slightly different. Mm. Observational practices. Mm. Uh, it's it, it, tantalizing. It is, an, it is tantalizing. Mm. 
It mm. is. Good word. Good word. <laughs> As is so much <laughs> in this area that we have chosen to investigate. Uh, mm. As um, <laughs> being the prehistory guys, damn it. <laughs> I don't know no more. So the thing is, how soon can we get back up there? Well, it would be lovely to be able to schedule another I tell you session, what, wouldn't it? Well, we did sort of commit in our heads, at least, I don't know how much we put it up there, that mm. we put the idea out there that when we hit 100 Patreon supporters, then we'd, yes. we'd commit to making a film about Kalanishan and uh, and getting yep. up there and, uh, and doing we something did say proper. That. We did, yeah. So, look, there is a site near Kalanish, two and a half kilometres away, that had 13 stones in it, and there was a lightning strike there at some point. Yes. Did the lightning strike occur first or did the lightning strike occur after the stone circle went up there? Yeah. Will we ever know any more than that? And how many stories <laughs> can we make up around that? Yeah. There, job done, I think, Mr. Soskin. I think you're right, Mr. B. <laughs> <laughs> We've said our bit. Yes. Well, I think yeah. that's time to say goodbye, don't you? I think it probably is. Just, uh, I think I, I would recommend, if you're not familiar with the site, mm. do just Google it and have a look at how breathtaking it is up there. I'm obviously talking about the main Kalanish site, not uh, not Kalanish number 11, mm -hmm. um, because there is, uh, there is as yet pretty much nothing to see, is there, other mm -hmm. than the fact that they know that the rest of the stones are there under the peak. Oh, and if you want to be guaranteed wonderful images of the site, please do a Google search for Kalanish Digital Designs. That is run by a lady, that is a lady called Emma Rennie, who is a photographer who happens to live virtually within sight of the stones uh, itself. Yes, she's a good yes, friend she's, of ours here. She is, she's very house. lucky. And she is, uh, she's a fantastic photographer as well. Yeah, her, yeah. her work is quite stunning. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. do that thing. Have a look. And with that, we will say thank you uh, for listening. Um, if you feel inclined to support us do further work, bridging the gap between uh, yourselves and uh, the stuff that archaeologists say, <laughs> uh, have a look at uh, patreon.com slash theprehistoryguys and uh, see if you can uh, think about helping us out. Um, making a monthly donation, as little as a dollar a month, uh, helps us do the work. It helps us a lot, yes. With that, we yes. will say goodbye till the next time. Cheerio, folks. Cheerio. Bye-bye.